Hello and welcome to A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting Channel. My name is Brendan and I'll be your storyteller and editor for this episode. This game you're listening to is a collaborative effort between us here at A Pair of Dice Lost, the crew sponsored by Nobody, and Holden Shearer. You can find the At The Table full session experience at sponsoredbynobody.podbean.com and the newest version of Exalted vs. World of Darkness can be found at holdenshearer.wordpress.com. Links to all of these will be in the show notes. On this episode, Layla is off finding the Star Family's hidden wine cellar, as Holden wasn't able to make it for this game. So instead, End of Sadness and Rowan do their best not to cause an HR incident at Rigel's place of work. This is Exalted vs. World of Darkness, City of the Bull God, Season 1, Episode 5, The Famous David. Brendan, as the storyteller? Either Oz the Celestial Censor. Devin as End of Sadness of the Infernal Exalted. And Sam as Rowan of the Lunar Exalted. All right, guys. So last time on uh city of the bull god uh we went around and kind of did our own thing and eventually met back up at rigel's manor where we all just kind of hung out for a little bit and then called uh his parents in uh because they are experienced in uh the supernatural we're going to pick up with them coming onto the scene i believe that that i've already ex- uh described them before but they are uh Slightly older looking than Rigel, uh, British, uh, kind of like maybe not aristocracy, but like they kind of have that like from money look to them when they do enter onto the scene and they see all of you all uh, in your, I guess, weirdness, because you all do cut a weird silhouette, I would say, compared to their son. That's inaccurate. Some of us wear top hats. <laughs> Look, my top hat is necessary, or else I will have antlers. <laughs> I'm not sure if that they would feel like you that. You should just wear nothing but pants. <laughs> I'm not sure if they would feel like that top hat is uh, is classy or not, but maybe we'll find out. So they come in through a uh, door off to the side that previously had been locked. And upon seeing all of you, they kind of uh, g- give a look to all of you for a moment. And then Rigel's dad speaks and is just like, so uh, you're you're his friends. Uh, what they kind of look you all over for a moment. And there is because uh, so so the message back to them was that that you had uh you guys are similar. Yeah. So they kind of, again, like look you all over and they're immediately doing like the magic thing. (laughs) No, they kind of start rubbing their temples and they kind of mutter something underneath their breath, uh, as that they're, uh, speaking. And as soon as that they finish, you can see like the kind of like, tired like uh tired eyes behind reading glasses of the dad kind of go from okay son i guess i'll take a look at this to suddenly like wide-eyed and very interested (laughs) oh oh my this is uh 
Hmm, this is this is interesting. You're all very uh, different. I was not expecting that. I was expecting something similar to our son here, but you. And he kind of points to set uh, end of sadness and just kind of goes, "You're very green." I don't know how to respond to that. Yep, but they say. With their auto-tuned voice. <laughs> oh, you're very interesting. And so, hmm. And they kind of look to, uh, they kind of look to Rowan and just kind of go, you, you look a little, I don't want to say similar, but I feel like I've seen something like that before. Not the same, but something like it. It's pretty much the reaction that uh, the owl had. Yes. Wait, what? The, the 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 mom kind of steps forward. Wait, what? The the owl? Yes, uh, owl. Okay, no? okay. So you mean like an owl spirit? No. Is that what you're talking about? Like like a like a spirit of knowledge and etc. etc. Well, yes, but it was very specific in that it was the owl spirit. Uh, it did not want me to <laughs> disparage its name. <laughs> I could take you to meet him if you wish. Do, do you hear that, darling? The, he's met the owl. The dad just kind of chuckles. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Hmm. That's. We're gonna unpack that a little bit later. So. And both of them kind of steeple their fingers and turn towards Rigel in that in that movement that you've seen so many times, Rigel, when they're about to ask you a favor. So we weren't expecting to come back so soon. And while this is all very and they met and they gesture almost in sync, like they're sharing a single brain cell to all of you. This is all very interesting. However, we do have some work that the Chantry leaders did give to us that, I mean, I'm sure that you all understand that work's gotta, you, you gotta make a living. You gotta, you gotta work. Um, would you all mind if we can get it, we, we can do a little bit of exchange of information. If you all do a little bit of a favor for us. Yeah, always happy to help our patron. It's parents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I suppose. Um, it, sure, yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, as, as long as the, the, the sense... The set, Rigel? Uh, hmm. Yes, I mean, that's what we're here for. Excellent, excellent. I was... Well, it's not, it's not why... Oh, they, 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 they honestly <laughs> uh, that's not you. what I'm here for they honestly look to you like interested in like why are you here well I'm not here on the on this earth to do that stuff I'm more doing it as a favor oh yeah so that seems to be more Rigel's thing oh yeah of course of course don't worry don't worry you'll we can let's call it a favor you all help our son do a thing and 
we'll owe you all a favor. End of Southern Ghost, you know. <laughs> no, it's fight. <laughs> not along. Damn it. Holden's out here to sanctify that oath and show them a cool <laughs> trick they didn't know, but it's probably for the best. <laughs> probably for the best. It's probably for the best. Let's start with violence. It's probably for the best that uh, that that Layla's off getting getting drunk on. Uh, I don't know what would it be. What what is the British equivalent of like natty light? Because I think that's what you showed up with. No, we we came up with for loco. I mean, oh, you're right. You did come up with vintage for loco, among other things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I did buy an entire bottle of Raspberry Sourpuss, if you just want to down that. It's it's on the table. Oh, okay. Meta- physically and metaphorically. It really looks out of place on that table. I mean, that's like a solid slab of granite with just, like, a package of beer on it. It's just the disturbing disparity of wealth is just constant. <laughs> This looks like every picture from every party Justin Beaver's ever had. <laughs> Your mother turns to uh, turns to you, Rigel, and just kind of goes, "So, dear, uh, you remember that uh, that book that we had you uh, deal with for the museum, right?" Oh yes. So, uh, upon bringing it back to the Shantri, uh, the headmaster. Uh, has informed us that there was uh, something that we missed that we would like you to go back in and redact. Be. Excellent. Uh, so if you're willing to do that, to just go in, swing, swing by the museum, just change some things around so that, you know, mortals don't accidentally get a hold of some terrible ancient knowledge. That would be, uh, hmm. And they kind of like look over everyone to kind of give like a general gauge of like how old that people are. And they just kind of go, that would be, um, as the kids say, pretty, uh, lit. Mm. It it would be very YOLO swag of us. (laughs) Again, auto-tuned. Not all the time. His their voice isn't auto tuned all the time. Just when they inflect in certain ways. How how often does this sort of magic thing end up in the hands of us mere mortals? Hmm, that's not exactly something that I'd be at liberty to say. We like to keep a little bit of secrecy. I mean, you are our son's friends and all, but you can't keep secrets if uh, if we too many know people them. know them. Of course. Of course. All right. All right. And if sadness raises their hand. Yes. Uh, I, ooh, actually, problem here. I realize that we have been extraordinarily rude. Uh, we did not get any of your names. I assume that you all just kind of introduce yourself. Yeah, and of sadness, setter of sons, uh, London devil. Uh, it's just Rowan. Hello. Obviously, they know Rigel's name. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yes, they 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 introduce. Oh, and and whispers, right? Of course. And the, and Layla, <laughs> and Layla. <laughs> uh, they they introduce themselves as Polaris and uh, Aurora Star. Like, did you legally change your name to that name, or you were born with those names? Because either one of those is a fun story. I think they were born that way. I think that they were born that way. Seriously. Fucking seriously? Like, in character, fucking seriously? 
yes, well, you see, we're... I know that it looks like that we are about our son's age here, you know, magics and all, but uh, we're actually from, like, our parents were from the 60s, so kind of hippies. No, that's just fucking sick. I love it. I understand, too. I'm 20 to 45 years old, and I, I'm, I'm hip. That's quite an age bracket. The, yeah, you know, whatever demographic you need to fit me in. The, 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 uh, the, the network demographic. To I know a out. lot about Tron <laughs> and a very little about the Reagan uh, presidency. No one wants to know about the Reagan presidency. Wait. They just kind of look at you and go, wait, are you American? You couldn't tell from a I don't really associate with any one national identity. All right. So, yes, if you could just go and uh, switch that over for us, uh, I we'd appreciate that. And uh, uh, how about, if you don't mind, we're going to keep your friend here for tea as they point over to uh, Layla. You know, ask questions. I'll just assume Layla's cool with it. All right, then. So, um, Rigel, you know which book and where it's being stored in the museum. And you know which museum, obviously. The information is already there. It's not anything that you have to figure out and use any kind of role for, I'll be honest. You kind of put the thing there yourself. Yeah. Well... Can I have my identity memory? I guess I'll recreate that book with the reduction already, so I'll have the prop ready to switch. And yeah, we can go from there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so before we leave your parents' house, hey, Rigel, I just want to ask real quick. You know, I didn't get a chance to stop by the Gamma Cave, but do you have like a high-powered rifle here we could borrow? No. <laughs> Why would I have that? Oh, you're rich. You don't have like a gun armory and a bunker full of sniper rifles that fire depleted uranium shells? Hello, Sadness. We live in Britain, you know. We don't carry guns around. Well, if you did, you'd have been able to kill Voldemort a lot sooner. (laughs) Well, either or, he's dead. Not my problem. I know, right? But seriously, you don't have like a shotgun or like a farmer's weapon? No. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to let it go then. It's fine. What do you need that for? We're going to a museum just to switch things around. Well, I don't need it, but... but, Well, yeah, but just to have it. And Whispers is more comfortable with it. Whispers will nod. (sighs) You know they have metal detectors there. (laughs) Yeah, but metal detectors and I get along great. (laughs) I'll have... We have guns, just not here. (laughs) Don't you fucking even think we don't have them. (laughs) (laughs) I've been using drones and dead drop zones and the dark web and Bitcoin and hacking. But trust me, I have guns. It wasn't difficult. Olympic Arsenal, the background in Old World of Darkness. Oh, God, no. I just I'm going to say I can have a gun if I want one really bad. (laughs) Mm. Using my charms and soft power. Just gonna? Are you just gonna make a gun out of a rat? No, God. Ugh. Oh, speaking of which, before we leave, I'll uh, be like, "Yeah, thanks for introducing yourself to us. It's always nice to meet 
Rigel's parents, really weird that we met you, considering I've never met anyone's parents who I do this kind of work, but that's great. You know, you seem like great mages. I'll go into my pocket, give them a cyborg rat. There's my card. You can call me on that. <laughs> and I'll, uh, you know, they smooth that over. Um, before that you leave, they stare at this cyborg rat and they just kind of go, oh dear, this is, this is incredibly weird. We're going to, do you mind if we show this to some of our friends? I mean, you know, you'd have to take it up with Algernon there. They're kind of shy and they have autonomy. So, you know, you talk it over with Algernon. This, the text number is on his body somewhere. Oh, He'll type it out on your phone. Okay. Um, we'll ask if that uh, he's okay to meet with uh, Sir Persenville and uh, Misty. This seems very much up their alley. Cool. Yeah, that's just a... Famori I made from a rat that is part cell phone so you can like make calls and shit <laughs> out of character out of character that's all I did to it yeah it's not hard <laughs> ah in kind of go hmm so you pick it up put him to your ear and make a call so ah, uh, yeah so party. they now have uh, cool I'll add to their inventory that they now have a uh, a rat cell phone named Aldrinon there you go this is rad I don't know how they'll react to this. I'm going to just figure it out. It's just completely tainted with the worm. Just so badly. It, right, but... Yeah, but in Tropic Resonance... Like the shit the Fandy get off to. Uh, ooh, yeah, you're right. I was, think, I was thinking in Tropic Resonance and not... Not that... What? No, no, no. This is Nefandi shit. <laughs> they, they jumped right into the deep end here. Uh, I have touch of evil. If they have any, if they have any belief in the one true uh, Christ, Lord and Savior, they get a ping from me. Uh, well, lucky for you, they're not celestial chorus. <laughs> okay, they believe in Harry Potter. Just want to softball that in there. So you're saying that anyone who has true faith gets a ping from you? Uh, end of sadness. Where is it now? Uh, beacon of the unholy is the name of the flaw. <clears throat> you radiate palpable evil. Clergy and devout mortals know instinctively that there's something horrifically wrong with you and react accordingly. You know, a good percentage of the British population. Wow. Yeah, dog. I'm not subtle about it. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm not. It's like full on exorcist and Damien music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not surprised, you know. I don't know what happens when I walk into a church. I'm not surprised your your, uh, your your despair seven icon is ba is is very close to the Sele icon. So it's it's literally stolen from it. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, this looks cool. And then Nicole did a, ver a better version of it. You guys are going to head towards. Uh, I believe that. Rigel works at the uh, the Museum of London, or, or that's where that we were before. Yeah, it was the British Museum. One of those things. The British Museum. Let's go with the British Museum. That's vague enough. I mean, it, it's an actual place, but you know, it's it's an actual place. It's in London, but like th saying the British Museum is like saying, yeah, the museum in America. Right. Um, is there anything that you guys want to do? Before you go to the British Museum to prep, I will reload my rat inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Just reach down and pluck out a rat from the street and be like, oh, yes, you are now a cell phone. <laughs> well, my 
my I have glasses or like a headpiece that's like in t- alive and it talks to my phone that's alive and it sensed that I gave my rat away. So another rat is already on route in a driverless car. The car like will open up and like some rats will run out up onto my legs into my pant pockets. Oh, uh, as we're on the way to the museum. Oh, n- no, I no no gods. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I am going to recoil at this because just rats piled out of a car and crawled up your leg. I'm going to flip out. <laughs> um whoa whoa it's it's fine they're co-workers hold up do you do that like where do you do that like is it i don't a know we're walking down where there might be an alley okay. and, and a driverless car might creep alongside us and the passenger door might open and like three or four rats might crawl up into my pockets okay they're cyborgs okay no uh, maybe a cat do we need a cat do you think uh, um, do you, uh, I imagine the cats would be larger, so maybe not. I also like cats. Please don't okay. make them no, into cell just, phones. Well, okay, I don't make them into cell phones for fun. I rescue them from kill shelters or take cancer out of them. Okay, don't come at me like that. Uh, I don't do it because I'm a psychopath. I'm just saving them. Um, so you managed to do this. Um, there is no one around. When that you do that, well, besides you know your your yeah. crew. Oh no, I rolled for it. I wanted to. I wanted to give it the real thing. <laughs> See what would happen. Somehow got a negative one. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> <sighs> the rats come out. I feel like that Rowan's reaction to this is the most real thing ever. How is how does Rigel react to this? Oh. Seeing that the rats come out, I'm like, uh, probably just avoid my gaze again. Like, yeah, I don't want to, you know, deal with any of this. <laughs> you just kind of look away and just be like, oh god, what is going on? It's amazing. What a weird paradigm. Paradigm? Paradigm, yeah. What <laughs> a weird paradigm. Oh my god. Well, I mean, he was raised by mages. Like, he probably <laughs> does think about these things in terms of, like, how that an apprentice mage would. Yep. Yeah. No, makes sense. Rowan, do you want to uh, get anything prepared before that you guys uh, get to the British Museum? No, I mean, as as far as Rowan knows, we're just going to go into the museum. No reason to really prepare for that. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so in that case, then you guys make it to the British Museum uh, about around closing time. Um, you know, to make this interesting. And also, you know, we've had a whole day to just kind of futz around and then hang out for dinner with beers. <laughs> Liquid bread. <laughs> Has 12 hours passed? Since you woke up? Yeah. Yes. I, I would say yeah. Woo! I take off my I take off my gun uh dressing, wound dressing, and throw it in the trash as we walk up the museum steps. <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I'm healed. The British Museum. Uh, Sensor or or Rigel, which do you prefer, actually? Either or is fine, really. Yeah. Should we be using code names? We're just going into the museum. Yeah, we're going to the museum. Need to swap out this book for the other one that looks just like it. And that should be it. Yeah, but like two wizards sent us on this uh, quest is what I'm going to call it. So I'm expecting things to go different. I mean, why would it go differently? I mean, it's a normal... Why would two wizards send us on this quest? 
Because they're busy? I mean, that's the kind of stuff I do all the time. I guess. Sure, it's just, you know, it's taking a hammer to, uh, you know, don't kill a fly with a cannon. I I mean, uh, Rigel... That's all I'm saying. Rigel does work. Uh, Sir Rigel works here. You mentioned it uh, on one of your... Oh, yeah, you're knighted. Yeah, I do work here. Huh. Wait, so you've met the queen? Oh, yeah, you know, passing by, saying hi. Well, no, because you got knighted, right? Doesn't she knight her knights? Yeah. Okay, so is she like a witch? No, she's a person, as far as I can tell. I mean, I was also a person back then when I got knighted, so I got nobody. But after you were knighted, you're no longer a person, right? (laughs) (laughs) Now you're a knight. I'm a person with... Now you're knighted. With, you know, a silly extra title. I mean, it's not that silly. I mean, like, Christopher Lee got knighted and he was James Bond. You know, it's pretty serious. You know those in the movie, right? No, like, in real life, Ian Fleming based James Bond off of his cousin, Christopher Lee, who worked with MI6 for stuff that was, like, super classified. That's, like, in his biography. All right, yeah, that, yeah, that tracks. Like, legit, Christopher, yeah, I know, I know. you guys don't know that? Um, the British Museum ha- is, like, a big, it looks like a marble building with, like, a bunch of Roman columns on it. It looks really, like, very, uh, very classical architecture. It looks rad as fuck, in my opinion. In in my non-architecturally trained opinion. It's got some nice, like, murals up top. British Museum has uh, closed for the day, but obviously, you know, Sir Rigel has uh, the Sir Rigel works here, so he would obviously have keys. <laughs> yep. So are we all going in or? I, I will never turn down being able to yeah, go okay. back doors. I am excited for this. Okay. And yeah, I, I want to see what a museum looks like. You've never been to a museum. I didn't get a lot of opportunities for that uh, where I lived or where I was deployed. Hmm. Well, that's sad. So, okay. Let's yeah, go yeah. in. It's going to be cool, though. Yeah. So, I guess we go on in. Okay. Uh, so, you go on in, unlocking the doors. Uh, when you're messing with the doors, um, one of the security guards uh, comes up to kind of look to you uh, and immediately like recognizes you. Uh, you're, you're a, a normal face around and like before you can even like get like the keys in to like unlock the doors, he just like flips the, uh, he flips like the latch and like opens it up. Good day, Rigel. How are you? Uh, you, you back? I thought you were off for the day, for the rest of the day. Oh, Oh, something came up and need to, you know, come into the office for a sec. You know, try to burn some midnight oil. Oh, okay. Uh, who are your friends? Well, why don't you introduce yourself, friends? So, you don't use people names. I'm going to let Sam. Uh, I'm going to let Sam go first. Uh, <laughs> I'm Rowan. Hello. Uh, he waves and then looks to uh, End of Sadness. David Blaine, a pleasure to meet you. Okay. So this guard may may be just regular mortal. 
But this man knows, doesn't, maybe not knows David Blaine personally, but David Blaine is a pretty common, not a common name, but you know what I mean. I feel like you're, he's going to kind of look you up and be like, he feels like he, you're lying to him. Can you please roll me manipulation and subterfuge for this obvious lie? I was hoping uh, Rowan looking like a magician would back us up, that this is like a magician museum thing. <gasps> that was what I was gambling on. <laughs> Rowan, do you, do you want to help out? Because Rowan, uh, Rowan looks like a street magician, right? right. A little? Yeah, uh, yeah, that is pretty an accurate description of him. Just a little. Uh, so, like, clearly, Rigel's bringing two magicians in to view, like, the Copperfield collection or something. That was what, in my mind, I was gambling on. Oh, okay. I do believe this is uh, sadness, just literally elbowing Rowan in the back, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, "Oh, uh, yeah. all right, yes, absolutely, uh, uh, yes, uh, hi, uh, I am from the local college. Uh, we're kind of a troop. I don't know. I've convinced Sir Rigel here to let us look at some of the uh, the old magic." What, what would be a, what would be a magician thing in a museum? Help me out here. <laughs> the Copperfield Collection. The Copperfield Collection. The, the, the Copperfield Collection. We're not going to touch anything. He's already made that abundantly clear. But it was like a, a lottery thing. And I'll reach my hand. Uh, and we won. And I'm so super psyched that you do not understand. I might not have. And I'll been I'll raise my hand at actually that part. And I'll go. And as you know. No magician secrets can be revealed without the presence of a senior red hat magician like myself, David Blaine. It's very convincing. So I'm going to lower the difficulty <laughs> on it. If he's a creature of darkness, I get a discount. He is not a creature of darkness. He is just. I'm going to be asking that question a lot. He is just a normal security guard who is doing the security guard thing to pay the bills. Manipulation and subterfuge, I believe, is the role for lying. Yep. Alright, I guess that's going to be me. What's the difficulty? I'm going to say because it, Rowan is very convincing with you. I'm going to say it's going to be a difficulty five. Oh, thank Christ. I, I have a feeling I have to roll because I'm the one who's lying. Uh, yes. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay, ones do subtract. Oh, boy. What do we got? What do we got? Uh, oh, okay. Two successes. Okay. He looks you up and down, kind of thinking about it for a moment, and then looks to Rowan. <sighs> you know, I, I just, I, I don't, mm, he just kind of looks you up and down and just kind of goes, Mr. Blaine, welcome to the one. Welcome to the British Museum. I'll uh, he, I'll tap on his computer, oh, oh. and there'll be a picture of a King of Hearts on it, and I'll be like, "Was that your card?" <laughs> I'm gonna facepalm in character. <laughs> he just he looks to you, and he goes, "I." He's gonna look over to Rigel, and he's going to kind of whisper and be like, "Um." Rigel, are you helping? And he kind of air quotes Mr. Blaine out because he's uh, <laughs> Is this like a and he kind of like does like the, the swirling near near the head sign after his air quotes. Is this like a like a thing? 
Well, I'm not sure what you're exactly implying, but yes, I am helping them. Okay. Uh, he just kind of like looks to Rowan and then Mr. David Blaine. <laughs> All right, then, Mr. Blaine. Um, Welcome to the British Museum. Don't touch anything. Please stay with our employee throughout the whole time. We are technically closed right now. If me or one of the other security guards finds you not obeying that, I will be forced to jettison you. I apologize. And um, just to let you know, sir, I didn't pick a card yet, so that can't be my card. I'll just smile knowingly and nod at him like, "Uh uh-huh, I'm sure. (laughs) But I won't say anything. Okay. He's going to let you guys go through and go towards the, uh, the the metal detector that everyone has to pass through. How many of you guys have some metal shit on you that's going to set this off? Aside from a wallet. I have, like, phones. You have phones, or do you have rat phones? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. I can't spend essence. I shouldn't do that. (laughs) So you should have told your rat to just scurry on around. Okay, well, let's say I did that then. Let's say you told me about the metal detector and I didn't totally botch this. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, we did mention the metal detector earlier on, so... Yeah. Right? Let's just assume I didn't botch this and I'm on my game tonight. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, so, but I'm definitely going to have one of those rats take that playing card from one of my decks of cards and put that in the washroom he's probably going to go to so he sees it taped to the stall. I'm just mocking him. Starts doing a bit, whatever. No, no, I love this bit. Okay. Look, it's easier than what I was going to do. Have a rat follow him home and leave the card under his pillow just to freak him out. But I, I'm giving him this. Okay. He'll be, he'll be very interested, and this might come back to help you all later. Perfect. Distracted. Once we get out of earshot. Oh. Once we get out of your shot, damn, I was really hoping that David Blaine thing bit would go over better. Why did you choose a famous magician? Like, I could have just said that, uh, I mean, again. There's no such thing as a magician that isn't famous. Uh, as you stare at Rowan. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, I don't make the magician rules, but no one cares about that Valentino guy that revealed the secrets until he was famous. I, okay, look. That's basically a tautology. I don't even... I guess, I mean... I'm going to start... I'm not even making this a bit as we're walking. I'm not even making this a bit. I'm just saying most magicians have to be famous to be magicians. Like, else you're just a performer. Well... I'm not even trying to gatekeep this. I only know famous magicians. I know actors who aren't super famous, but I don't know magicians who aren't super famous. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I just could next time just say you're from the university. Yeah. Of where? Of London. Where we live. Look, I'm not really great at lying, okay? <laughs> I'm not super awesome at it. Why do you think I just tell people the truth no matter how obtrusive it is? That's fair. I'm I'm very bad at actually doing the, the whole Barker routine, which is why I, actually I tried to be a magician as a street performer if you really want to know. Dust those cards off. Well, that sounds super interesting. It's just, yeah, no, I agree. It's hard to deceive people. No, not really. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, so I assume we're not actually seeing the Copperfield. Plus, if this goes sideways, we can pin it on David Blaine, and he really has it coming. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, the amount of the amount of outside of London implications that you all keep doing is like. The news is going to be fucking weird one day when you turn it on. <laughs> a dear person that David Blaine was seen, you know, in the British Museum. No, a magician with a deer per- with a deer thematic. No. Okay, they're not a deer person. They just have deer themes to them. If they knew, which they don't. <laughs> but we're walking. I'll recollect my rats uh, in a blind spot somewhere. It's never going to get comfortable when you do that. You don't like rats? They're like they're like dogs, but smaller. No, I don't particularly like rats. They bite. Only if you're being aggressive to them. I don't. Never mind. If we get stuck in this loop, we'll be stuck here forever. <sighs> All right. They're gentle creatures. Gentle. I mean, they are. But anyway, so you all go in. Rigel, you left the book in your office, or did it already go out for display? I mean, if I left it in my office, it wouldn't be much of a challenge, though, would it? So probably no, it really would I think that it should already be on display. Yeah. You all head towards the occult display, which is definitely not near the Copperfield display. <laughs> well, um, I guess we'll stop by the Copperfield display first and then go like, oh, yes, I want to see some real magic shit. I mean, if I was getting a backstage tour... I'm going to be just happy doing whatever, but, uh, and honestly, it's a university tour too. So, right. Really so, um, that's yeah, pretty interesting. Right. On its own. Right. So is there anything that you, uh, that you guys would have been interested in, in seeing in the museum before we get to, uh, the, the, the plot? <laughs> yeah. Not really out of it, character. Just that it, my character is, constantly jumping around everything. Okay. Figuratively, not literally. (laughs) Right. I I just wanted to make sure that, like, there wasn't, like, oh, I wanted to explore, like, X, Y, and Z, because my character is interested in that. I want to give you guys the opportunity to look at stuff. Is the Enigma machine here? Sure, why not? That sounds rad as fuck. I'm going to tag it to... I'm going to attempt, because I can visually do this when I see it, to tag it with the hollow mind possession to give it a soul, because I don't know if analog computers can be tagged by the charm, and this is an excellent opportunity to figure that out. Um, we can cover that later. That's just something we can we could talk about after you've had time to think about it. But if I get a chance, um, I will tag Enigma. I was gonna, I was gonna say a bunch of wires, so. Like, can you make a wall socket in your sentient? Pretty much. But it can think. No, it's just in your... It can hold data. You're you're just rewiring it. I guess. I don't know much about Enigma. That's why my character's interested. Um, I I imagine that if that you can't do it, then, like, the essence wouldn't even get spent. You just kind of, like, try and flex on it and it doesn't work. Um, yeah, the, the definition is a computerized device. So if the Enigma machine doesn't count as a computer, doesn't work. I'm gonna... So I don't know a whole lot about the Enigma device out of character, like off the top of my head. Um, 
I'm gonna lean yeah, on... Yeah, it's not important. We could just... I'm gonna lean on no for right now, but if I, like, come back in a week and go, oh, no, you could totally have done that, I will, like... You can just revisit it and we can see where that yeah, rabbit hole leads. exactly. So I'm gonna say exactly. no fine. for now. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. But hey, it's you getting to learn what the extent of your powers are and realizing that uh, the Enigma machine does not count as at least at current <laughs> uh, that it does not count as a yeah, uh, exactly. computer is actually something that is useful. It's the only thing I could think of off the top of my head. Yeah, it, it, it seems like it's closer to more of a lock than it is a computer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So my ruling would also be no. Not that it matters. Okay. Okay. Anything else you want to see here? Like the whole Egyptian exhibit or something? We'll walk through it in case we want to attract aggro. Absolutely. Also, Egyptian stuff is cool. I think everyone loves looking at Egyptian stuff. Everyone's been a kid. It is pretty fucking rad. So many mummies there. There are a lot of mummies in the British Museum. Aren't any of them glowing with otherworldly emanations? Like, what do, exactly do you see? No, no, no. Okay, that's places of power, not things yeah. of power. So it's probably not specific enough. Yeah, if it's only places of power, I'm going to give you a no on that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. If someone else has something they can identify things of power, I might have to go stare out a window for like two minutes and like think on that. That's a high level charm that I could eventually get, but not right now. Okay, so you all head from the mummies exhibit over to the uh, exhibit to towards the uh, the occult sciences exhibit uh, and ancient relics, specifically ancient relics of Greece. Because that is what the, the uh, dissertation on the 8th and the 9th is listed under. Because it's supposed to be a reference to... I have literally said this uh, uh, a couple of times before and have had people at LARP correct me on this. But it's supposed to be a the Hermetic dissertation on the 8th and the 9th is supposed to be a reference to Hermes... Trismegistus, I think it is, or Trismegistus. Hermes Tris. Hermes Trismegistus. Trismegistus. That's what it is. Hey, I know this that. one. He's the dude that made the philosopher's stone. Right. Yeah. It's it's definitely not one of the Nick Flamel. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's Nicholas Flamel. Like Hermes Trismegistus was one of those two names was his real name. The other was his code name when he was doing secret alchemy. But, like, he's the dude. He's Hermes. No. Not the Greek god. The dude that the Order of Hermes is based off of. All right, then. Well, then I have accidentally stumbled onto something awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy. He's, like, fucking lead to gold, dude. Yeah, I I think so. Like, I'm I'm very rapidly Googling this, and I think that that is correct. I, I'll be honest. This was kind of unintentional. I mean, not unintentional in that way, but like. Happy coincidences. Yeah, yeah. Happy little coincidences. (laughs) He he might not be Nick Flannel. That might be my brain rot, but I know who this character is. It's it's like a character. Mm -hmm. You go towards the display case that has this. It is legitimately in a display case because it is a old book. Now, Rigel, you know pretty intricately the security systems around here. Actually, that probably would have been a good uh, 
thing for you guys to go and do now that I'm thinking about it, because you do know the security systems. So obviously there are cameras. There are also uh, pressure sensitive plates on the glass that will go off if you like don't disable it or don't don't do things in like a funny way. And then there's the uh, pressure sensitive thing uh, that, that is holding the book. It's a bu- bunch of pressure plates that are basically just hooked up to alarm bells. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, how do you want to go about getting this thing out? Obviously, you could. there's a couple ways to do it, but I want to know how, he, how Rigel would go about doing it. Hmm. It would be just too easy to have a key to turn the alarms off and take it out of the display case, because, you know, being the curator here and so on and so on. If you want to do that, I'm not saying that you wouldn't be able to, because you have specifically built your character to be the curator who works for multiple museums, and you would be able to do something like this. I'm going to let you know that if you go about it that way there might be consequences down the line. Okay. So it sounds like we'll need to strategize this and use our you know, street magic skills to obfuscate some of this stuff. And all this stuff as well. I could potentially take some, release some pressure from the situation if you could get me into the network closet of this place. Because if I look at the main computer here, this whole place will obey. I can make sure that anybody physically watching is distracted. Hmm. Just throwing that out there, that's something I could provide to this scenario other than the smashing part of the smash and grab. This isn't a smash and grab. This is a replace thing without causing, you know, getting attention, really. It's good you reminded me of that. I forgot a little. I work here, you know. (laughs) That's how we got in. I'm sorry. I was just I was just focused on your parents being named Aurora and Polaris. It really threw me for a loop. I thought that was their code names. Huh. You know that Rachel is also a star. It just really threw me off. Is it? Yeah, it is. Wait, no, wait. So you're So <laughs> wait, were you born? Did they name you Rigel? Yeah. Okay, and the they, censor is your code name. Yes. They oh, wanted to they keep the, the bit going. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I looked it up. Hermes Trismegistus is where you get the term hermetically sealed from. Hermetic. Like, the word hermetic came from this asshole. Wow. Yeah, he's the guy. Apparently he's contemporary with Moses. I Wikipedia'd him. (laughs) Holy shit. Contemporary with Moses. Fun. So, we're talking about uh, wanting to go into the network closet to possess the computer. Yeah, I'll make the computer alive, and it'll obey me, and then we can just have it turn off any security cameras and security systems until you do the swap, and then just erase any logs of it being different. Okay, so... But then you got to make sure nobody physically sees you do it. I can do that. That's fine. Or sees us enter the closet, or us leave the closet. Now, I'm assuming this isn't an actual network closet. I'm assuming it's an actual fucking room with an air conditioner. Right? Yeah. So probably we'd want to go somewhere close to the door, then Rowan can do the distraction thing, and then you can just mosey on over while everybody watches Rowan do street magic. Well, that's not exactly what I was going to do. No? 
Yeah. What were you going to do? Uh, Laura speaking method. I can make people enter into a waking dream whenever I talk to them. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. It doesn't even cost essence. That's awesome. Uh, Fucking amazing. For, uh, is there a contested role against that? That's my one question. No. It just says anybody who listens descends into a waking dream, which they may interact with the history I recount. Wow. So they'll know what I am... They'll know it's weird is the problem. They will know it's not something normal. I'm just going to tell them that... Uh, Basically, you could probably manipulate them into thinking it's normal because they only will know something's up if they die and lose a point of willpower. Yeah, I'm just basically going to tell them a very boring story about a very boring day <laughs> in the museum. Wow, uh, I have a thing for that when that comes up, but before that, end of sadness, Mr. Uh, David Blaine has to make it into uh. <laughs> has to make it into the server room. So yeah, the server room's probably going to be like an actual large room, and it's probably going to have some sort of security, uh, like physical people security. That's like a really basic thing, mm-hmm. as well as like normal security. So I don't know how easy it is to get in there, and I don't know how much of a smooth talker uh, Pete is. You guys go up to uh, where the server room would be, and there are... Two, uh, two security guards that are dressed like the guy uh, that you all met at the front of the building. And there's another guy who is hanging out in sweatpants, a t-shirt, and has like long hair pulled back into a ponytail and is just kind of like chewing on a lollipop with his, with his feet on the desk. And when you guys come up... They all kind of like look at you. Do they look like security or IT staff? The two guys uh, that kind of are like nondescript, uh, they look like security dudes. Uh, they have like little clubs and everything on their side. The dude who's at the desk uh, with his feet up uh, looks like IT staff. Okay, right, Pete, before we get down here, I'm going to pull you aside. Hey, Rigel. I can talk to the I can talk to the IT guy. I can probably get us through here. Or do you have do you already have a plan in place? Mm, not really. Okay. If you can keep the guards making it look like I belong here because you're you know in charge, me and the IT guy can get into that closet. Hmm. Okay. Mm. So, uh, Rowan, when would you like to come into this? Oh well. Uh... I suppose I can just uh, talk to the other, the other one. I've been here in the museum before, so I could just tell him a story of that, I suppose. But it's going to be a little jarring unless I say something for the transition. Uh, drugs? No, no, probably not going to say somebody's been drugged. Um, actually, this might. Be- Wait, do you need someone there as a prop? Because we have Whisper with us. Well, so no. Th- okay, so the problem is. If I don't transition somebody to the waking dream, they know it's a dream. If I can convince them that there's mm. a seamless transition, then as long as it's not weird, they won't notice. But the problem is okay. telling stories of 
boring things is rather difficult, as you might imagine. You can start yeah. with, oh, the you know, job as a security in a museum must be so boring. This reminds me of the last time I was here. Yes, but then they will experience exactly right, the last I'll just... Okay. Hmm, yeah, that's a problem. Um, I don't know how to help you with that because that's a very new power I haven't had a chance to think through. <laughs> that's cool. I don't know what to do with that. I could only offer you a, a human prop if you need it in the form of Whispers, who looks like a person. So if it's like, hey, this guy passed out. Oh my god, how would you save him? And then just put this guy through the motions of, like, saving someone? Oh, like, never mind. There's I an just, idea off the top of my head. I don't know if it's good. I've just... I, I think I've got one. Rock. All right, let's hear it. Uh, Rowan is going to kind of psych himself up a little bit for social interaction. Uh, as he looks over at the uh, security guard, who is looking rather bored. Uh, and he, with his very friendly, new friend, friend aroma smile, will go up to the guard that they want out of the question and just say, Ah, hey, uh, hey, uh, you look bored. Uh, and I need uh, a, a reason to practice my magic. Uh, would you bear with me for a second? See. They look at you, like like you go up to the security guards and the IT guy. Yes. They all kind of look at you like, wait, what? And the security guards kind of check their watches and go, wait, uh, your magic, it, sir, it's, sir, it's, it's past hours of operation. Do you need us to escort, to escort you to the, uh. No, I mean, I, so I just saw the Copperfield expedition. And I am so psyched. I, I just want to try something. And I know you guys, I'm going to be honest, you guys get so bored on watches. And I, I just feel like I should pass along a little bit of joy. You know? Uh, uh, I would have done some confetti out of my arms, but I don't have that uh, little trick <laughs> rigged up yet. <laughs> Which just, just, here, uh, would you just... Close your eyes for just a second and try to imagine this uh, this wonderful trick that I have planned that I've done ten thousand times in the past. Okay, I'm I, I'm I'm literally looking over <laughs> the sheet and trying to so like I think like this is manipulation because you're trying to be well reasoned with them. Yes. Have you? You know what you have done in the past. I'm going to say this is this is probably going to count as subterfuge. All right. New friend aroma lets you roll it at a minus two difficulty. Yes. Someone first meets the lunar, or at least when someone thinks they're first meeting the lunar, they're oh okay, so they're just automatically favorably inclined to you. Yes. Wow. Okay. Radical. I'm gonna say that that is going to be a. I'm gonna say that's gonna be a difficulty six because again, you're kind of showing up out of nowhere on. Uh, you're, you're kind of showing up on it out of nowhere. They know that it's closing time. Why would you be here? This is such a weird flex to do on the dudes <laughs> in the surfer room. Um, like, like if they were just like the regular security guards, and you were here after hours. They would be like the the difficulty would probably be like a four, and they would just pick. Oh no, we forgot to get this person out. They were just in the toilet for a while. <laughs> but like in this case, they're like. Why are you here in the back room? You shouldn't be here. Right. So I'm going to say this is going to be a difficulty six with that charm in place. But since you're doing a 
well-reasoned thing, you you would get your specialty for that. So that would be your manipulation and subterfuge. All right. At difficulty six. Okay. Seven dice. Yeah, that's probably fine. Yeah, that's uh, three successes. Ooh, spicy. With three successes, um, you're speaking specifically to the security guards, right? Not the IT guy. Yeah, the IT guy has been marked to be distracted by the sadness. So Okay. The security guards look to you, and as soon as you start talking about magic, it looks like their eyes kind of light up as if that you have struck a core memory that both of them happen to really enjoy magic shows. And when you ask them to close their eyes, they do so. Before you start describing the scene that starts from your other thing, how do you guys get, how do the, how does End of Sadness or End of Sadness and Rigel get the IT guy to go into the thing with them? Uh, may I? Do it. Okay. I'll go up to the IT guy and I'll have my like cell phone, like my smartphone on it already. Hey buddy, how you doing? Uh he's a he, devout Christian and he notices your aura of evil. <laughs> oh, he's so good. Um he's so perfect. Does it it's just, like in Constantine where Kid Constantine sees the demon on the bus and like freaks out and like covers his eyes and stuff. Do, does that just automatically happen or is that a roll? Uh, no, if they have the true faith, they pick up on it, dog. I'm the devil. I'm the devil. Okay, Uh, I I was uh, mostly curious for some other NPCs that might show up. Awesome. I'm happy for that. I'm glad. Um, This guy looks up at you. uh, He goes, hey, what's up? Uh, Not a lot. Look, I know you're just working the desk here, but and I point to Peter's character. He wants me to take a look at the server rack. Back in July, Windows 10 had a patch Tuesday that went out that caused a massive security flaw on printers, and a couple of the ones on the HR side haven't been properly secured. And I gotta go, and I need access to the server to take a look at that. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, that's good, man. You're, uh, uh, I actually already took care of all that. Yeah, I, I know. Look, I'm not, and I like Elvalon Rose. Like, I, I'm not trying to make it a thing. He wants me to go in there either way. So, like, I'm just gonna go in, and I like take out my cell phone with like a little QR code on it. It's like, can you scan this? Yeah, he scans it. What does it do? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a UPS scan code. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. You know, I'm on the. You know how oh. my comp. You know how companies are like, right? I, I don't get my per diem unless I check in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what uh, what company you work for? So I, you fucking came at me there. One moment, like, give me a second. <laughs> <sighs> Look, I'm just I'm just a Microsoft like white label, so you know it's, I don't really work right, for. Right, right, right. I work for people with the contracts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Subcontracting. Whatever. Okay. Uh, he just kind of like takes the lollipop out of his mouth and like, does that like motion. All right. I'm going with you. Uh, he kind of like motions board over to Rigel and just goes, uh, sir, Rigel, right. You're going to come in with me. Make sure, uh, numb nuts over here. Doesn't do anything weird. Do think. Yep. Yeah. 
And like, as we're walking, if Rigel like doesn't directly follow us, I'll be like, look, buddy, all I need you to do is just open up the services and let me make sure the version number's right. I don't even have to do anything on this, okay? In and out, easy peasy. Right, but- You've already done the work, right? So I don't even have to touch it. Listen, man, this is like my pet project. I like to make sure that this thing works right. Yeah, I'm not gonna, no, I'm not doing anything on the computer. You just have to show me the version number because you just said you did the patches, right? Yeah, I did the patches. Then you just, I just gotta see it on the screen. That's all, that's it. Okay, well, I'm coming in with you. Yeah, you're the one who has the logins. I don't have the logins. I'm oh, a white label okay. from Microsoft. Oh, right, sorry, man. It, it was, you're the I, one I, bringing it up. <laughs> listen, man, man, listen, listen. No need to get all aggro I, here. I'm. Hey, hey. I know. I'm all hey, it's all good. Pulled an all-nighter on one of my other projects the other night. I'm just, uh, sorry, short fuse over here. I understand. It's all it's all good, you know? You got a wonderful museum here. This is a sweet cherry gig, it looks like. I appreciate it. I wish I had something like this, right? But, yeah. you know. All right, yeah. What's going on? All right. I will look at the computer, which is all I need to do for hollow mind possession, and I will hollow mind possess it. That's all I need. I don't even need to touch this shit. Okay. Uh, what all does that do? I roll a die, and I don't spend a second mode of essence on my excellency because I can't afford to, to fucking essence uh, uh, spill out over here, and I hope I get high enough that I get more than like a day because I'd love to come back here and fuck around and find out with this place. Okay. Uh, so that's just correct. Charisma plus tech against diff seven. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, so eight difficulty seven. And you know what? Do I spend a willpower to get an automatic success? Yeah. yeah, if you if you want to spend that before you roll, that's fine. I'm doing that shit. I'm absolutely doing that shit. It's just taking a while for the dice roller. <laughs> Uh, okay, five successes, oh, which oh, on damn. the chart means I permanently own this computer. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> We're good. Ooh. All right, so I'll look at the version number. Hey, did this guy do the work? I'm actually like a computer guy. Did this fucking guy do the work? Uh, the, the tech guy? Yeah. Uh, so you go in there and you like, so like you go in and you own the computer and it is like nothing that you've ever dealt with before. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it does not have an operating system that you are aware of would have even existed. Um, and did, uh, Pete, did you follow him in? Yeah, yeah, I followed him in. Okay. Um, I would like both of you to roll me perception and awareness if you have a specific excellency or not. Uh, specialty that might help with that that would be now would be the time to use it uh difficulty seven one die <laughs> i'm just gonna choose not to engage with this and let peter figure it out i think that's the best way to go about this <laughs> i'll spend a little power let me see let me see what i can get if i if i rolled one die i got a seven so it would have been a success yeah okay. all right it wasn't a botch which is what i was afraid of Oh, no, don't close that. Seven roll does four successes. All right. Spicy. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. So, uh, sadness, when the evil look at this guy, 
with the sudden realization that this entire server does not work off of any kind of operating system or architecture that you're aware of. Um, not super alarming. Not I am super an anarch. Alarming. I understand this shit. <laughs> um, it's a little weird, but you don't get a sense of uh, yeah. weirdness about it. Rigel, on the other hand, maybe it's from your years of apprenticeship under your order of Hermes parents, uh, or s some something in the air that gives you a little bit of luck here. You realize that this guy is not actually here. You mean the IT guy, or? Uh, yeah, the IT guy. Um, or if he is, there's some magic shit going on. Hmm. Uh, space appears to be slightly warped around him. Oh, that's really strange. Um, so when that, uh, when that sadness sees the actual work and everything, he just kind of goes, yeah, so, uh, like I said, built it myself. Um, you can step away. Oh, this, this is, is a, yeah. Yeah, this is a custom rake. Uh, don't mess with it. Yeah, oh, yeah, fantastic. It looks great. You did a really good job here. I am envious. Mm -hmm. So just to be sure, though, all your licenses are in order, right? Because, like, mm -hmm. they're making me check now for that whole bounty hunter stupid thing. I hate it. Yeah, no, all, all of our all of our stuff is in check. Okay, well, I'll turn to Rigel. Well, it's all it's all good here, boss. We're good. We're done. Yeah, that's great. I guess let's. Thank go you for back. your time. Sorry to interrupt your work day. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have a question uh, for you. Um, if this guy tries to access this and start. Would there be any telltale signs that uh, something had <laughs> fucked around with it and found out? Um, I'm going to read you the charm, and we're going to go from there. Pouring her essence into a smart device, the Infernal usurps whatever is made in false imitation of a mind and makes it into her servant. The Infernal does a bunch of bullshit. Success awakens the spirit of the targeted technology and makes it into the Infernal's slave. While this charm remains in effect, the targeted technology is essentially alive and obedient to the Infernal's commands. Duration lasts as per the chart, permanent. So it's a normal computer that will always obey me. Well, if a mage looks like uh, it has a spirit and probably stuff in mind and so on, so... I guess. I don't know how that shit works, dog. I'm not a mm. mage guy. But as soon as I find out this shit is happening, um, the Hollow Mind Possession device is probably going to... Does it have an outside internet connection? It does not. Interesting. Seems to leave a rat here to plug in. Yes, but we'd have to eliminate the man. You know what? I don't want to risk blowing our cover over a fucking rat over a computer that's not even our objective here. I'm going to bail. We can bail on this, Pete. Yep. Unless you want to investigate further. No, I think we can fine. earmark this for later, right? I mean, yeah, it's not like it's going anywhere. I think. Okay. All right, we can um, earmark this shit for later then. So uh, for me, as an out-of-character thing, what is the thing... So I know that you got five successes, which makes it permanent. What is the rank below that? A year. Okay. Um, so I, I, will get, I will get back to you about this uh, uh, off recording, but there, there will be some stuff that, that is happening because you have picked... You've picked someone's server <laughs> who, who really wants to keep some yeah. clandestine stuff going on. Yeah. Hecking mages. 
Hacking Mages. So, so uh, with you guys in there, I do want to know though, how did uh, what story did Rowan tell the security guards who were very interested in magic? Well, Rowan is just going to go off like, oh gosh darn, he just had such a great uh, time this one time on uh, doing a. Uh, Th- uh, a magic show f- on the, on the British Museum, and, so it, and he's going to tell about the very in depth story that happened a few years ago about this really great day that he had, and it would be just such a great thing if only he had the tools to actually do a show and performance for them. He's filibustering. So um, as you continue to filibuster, and there becomes less and less magic in the show. Well, no, no, no. Okay, so. <laughs> They're going to experience this memory of me performing this magic show for them on the steps of the Oh, okay. Okay. It's just, I am painting them a word picture of all this magic stuff that's happening. It's just not actually happening right now. So you happen to finish up your word picture that they are entranced in as soon as the the door opens and the guy who might figure out that you're pulling some bullshit would walk in. Yeah. Um, they kind of clap and go, wow, you're sir. You are fantastic at telling stories. You should, you should have a job as a professional writer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very sorry that I can't actually perform the truth, but I hope you can visualize it very well in your mind. Yes, well, you're doing you're doing just fantastically. You see, you, I, I haven't seen things as good as this since I watched, you know, before that one guy took over on Doctor Who. You know, the one guy. Yeah, the show really went downhill after that. Hopefully, it'll come back. It always does. It always comes back around. It's about time, you know. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, they, they, they like. High five, and then like Rigel and Rigel, end of sadness, and the tech bro come out. Oh my god, were they talking about the Peter Cushing era of Doctor Who? I didn't want to put names to it. <laughs> For those of you not in the know, Peter Cushing did the non canonical Doctor Who movies where his name was Doctor Who, and he had a daughter named Daughter Who, and they fought Daleks on Earth with spaceships. Oh my gosh. What is this, Dr. Seuss or something? Not canon. Not canon. Uh, who are the Whovilles? Wow. I'm blown away by this. So anywho. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not leave a review or tell a friend about us? It helps get the good word out about the work that we put in. If you had any questions, you could send them to us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost or email us at lost at gmail.com. The theme song for this game is Rulers of Our Lands by Raphael Crux, used under a Creative Commons license. Other music in this episode was done by Kevin McLeod and Alexander Nakarada. I'll put the full list in the show notes. And for making it this far, go ahead and regain a mode of essence.